0: Welcome to Off The Rip with your hosts that know the most. We talk the shit about shit, and whatever is currently on our minds. We ain't experts, so don't get hurt if we say something that rubs you the wrong way. This is a place where ideas get out and tossed around. You can't take the heat and get out the kitchen. We about to serve them up. It's Reem, D, Mook, and Shiz. It's Off The Rip. Thank you for listening.
1: Yeah, but the whole BPS is, is on, is virtual now. That's- <laughs>
2: Finally! Finally
0: I mean,
1: that's out. probably yeah, that's probably where they stood as sharp. should have started. But the fact that it took them this long and the fact that they're doing it in the middle of the year makes it that yeah. much tougher. To, and
0: it's, uh, it's
2: terrible, that. man. The constant. I mean, the <laughs> beef between the Boston Teachers Union and like City Hall and like the mayor was the fact that the, there was there was a lack of communication. Right. And like even this this in-person learning plan, it just wasn't like it wasn't the best plan. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yo,
0: dudes had fucking years to not years, they had months to prepare months. for this shit. Yeah. It's kind of like the NFL shit we was talking about. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, months An to prepare for it. Time. And then you drop the ball.
2: Yeah. And the mayor and the superintendent, they weren't providing like um data around COVID cases. And I think it yeah. shot shot up six percent like out of nowhere when they finally released it. And they were like, yo, like what are we, what are we still doing
0: here?
1: It's, it's bad, bro. It's, I don't yeah, know how our, Boston our, is right
0: now. Our close, well, my close friend, not Rashawn's close friend. Uh, oh my god, our right. close friend.
2: My <laughs> close friend, <laughs> yo. do <laughs> oh my Anyways, god.
0: She's That's a teacher. Crazy. She's a teacher in one of the schools, and uh, because she was working with a student who who's you know actually needs, uh, she's working with that student, and that student caught COVID, and then like another one of the helpers or the teacher's aides caught COVID. And then it was just like a domino effect. Now she's in quarantine. Luckily, she's not, she hasn't been diagnosed with anything, but um, it's just like, it's, it's crazy how, how, how quick it, it all falls over.
2: But they're saying that she might have to retest too because the kid that tested positive, that just recently happened. Like he just recently tested positive. So there's, <laughs> there's a
0: two weeks of quarantine because she's already doing two to, weeks of quarantine.
2: Yeah. So she might have to like retest again. Yo, that's that's, that's crazy. Insane. But there's no plan for anything. Like, think about restaurants too. Like, people are eating outside. It's getting cold. Like, we're gonna go back to what we were in March, where these small businesses and these restaurants are yeah, right? suffering. They're gonna suffer. They're 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 gonna
1: suffer. I've noticed that the restaurants now they have the the QR scans, and then they yeah. also have um the QR scans for contact. So, yeah. like you scan the, you take the picture and you scan it and you put in your contact information. And basically if anybody gets COVID at that restaurant, they'll send you a text and let you know a person was diagnosed with COVID at this time. If you were here from this day to this day, you need to self quarantine. And that's how they're doing it now, but that, you know, even that kind of has some flaws, you know.
2: Um, yeah, I mean, you know NFL has it? this this contact device, but yet people are still catching cases like every, every other day.
0: <laughs> Well, how did the yeah. NBA do it? Because the NBA managed to not have one case, right?
1: But yeah, but they had the bubble. No, nobody came in and out of the bubble. That's true. Like I think they just had. I imagine they just had this a massive amount of food that was just placed in the bubble at the beginning, and they were just able to, you know, sort meals that kids? way. Probably, but it was safer.
3: Now they had a restaurant, I guess. Though
0: they added yeah. the restaurant. Have y'all? Yeah. I watched uh, Javale McGee's. Uh, well I sent you that one, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, lit. yeah, it's really cool to see, and it, it, it changes my my uh, thoughts on Javale McGee. But my thing is though, like if you're a
2: multi-billion-dollar company, like you have to have certain like safety precautions like in place. Like even if I'm just going from the hotel straight to the to the stadium, back to the hotel, onto the plane, like you know what I mean? Like there has to be some sort of like I mean they could have handled it. They could handle it. Um, a little better in my the issue,
1: with, the issue with the NFL is that players can go back to their homes they can go back to their communities and like you can't you can only you know keep a space safe for you can only keep a finite space safe for so long you know they can protect the facility they can protect the fields but when players go home it's on them to to make sure that their wives aren't with other family friends and contracting or that their kids aren't contracting for other people so like there's so much out of their control and unless you just bubble the players and say, you can't go home for, you know, oh. 18, 20 weeks, like kid, people are going to get cases, you know? Right.
3: Definitely. I actually met um, the other day at my job, I had met a woman who's the, the head COVID doctor for um, the head COVID tester for the Patriots. Mm-hmm. And she was talking about how they have to get tested every single day. Anybody that walks in the building. Mm-hmm. So, and it's like an everyday process. So she says like, that can take... She works seven days a week. Think about that. She's working, like, 80-hour weeks. And yeah. and it's, like, pretty much impossible to, like, monitor where they've been. Like, you know, you think about how they could have come in contact with it. A lot of their kids are still going to school. They're mm-hmm. still still going to school. So those kids are coming home, running to the parents and stuff like that, and then, you know, all it takes is, you know, one person to come in contact with it. Then you're in a building full of people. Because you yeah. might... You might be able to pass it. You might hypothetically pass a test with no symptoms or anything like that, but you don't really know, like, when you could have gotten these, you know, could have came in contact with it. But once mm-hmm. you find out, like, at that point, it's already too late. So, mm-hmm. like, for example, like, the whole the Patriots game when they played against the Chiefs, it could have been a fan came in contact with Stephon Gilmore, for all we know.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Or, like, for Cam Newton, it could have been a fan that came in contact with Cam Newton, you know if they're like, you know, just running into the parking lot or something like that, something random like that. And you really can't control these kind of things. Like they said, they have to do a bubble. But it's impossible to have how many players is that? 53? We'll say we'll say it's about sixty players a roster. Obviously I'm not counting like all the practice squads and all the other things, but sixty players a roster for thirty two teams. There's no facility that you're gonna be able to to house all these people. It's not like a mm-hmm. basketball roster where you kinda like you know, at most you have 30 guys and then you're only taking 23 teams anyway and you're at a big place like Disney so they can separate, you can have practice. Like, could you imagine the NFL who already hates the Patriots to begin with telling them like, nah, y'all have to practice next door to the Patriots when you play them next week? (laughs) there would be an uproar.
1: (laughs) There's no perfect way for the NFL to go about it. I think the reality of it is that if they're going to have the season, they have to know if there's going to be more cases. I think personally, what they should have done, and this is kind of me looking at it retrospectively, but um, they should have allotted more bye weeks or breaks in the middle of the season, assuming that more um, teams were going to contract it. Because the Patriots, like that was kind of an issue with the Patriots, where they had their bye week, I think, kind of early. And um, then they had players that contracted it, and then they had to move their games around. And now they've had their bye week and they've already rescheduled. They really have very little flexibility to reschedule any more games.
3: They said seven schedules got inflicted by that Patriots. By that one, yeah.
1: yeah. So, I mean, again, looking back, it probably would have been helpful to figure out a way to add more um, flexible dates to, uh, like, accommodate for teams having to reschedule and things. Because now they're putting, like, games on Monday and, like, you got, like, a 4 p.m. Monday night game or Monday game and then an 8 p.m. Monday game. And, yeah, I mean, it's tough for the teams, too. Like, the Titans – and they're pushing the Titans two Tuesday weeks ago, too, right? And Tuesday, yeah. I think it was the Titans two weeks ago. They didn't practice like more than one day that week before their game. And they won the game. But like, like th- that becomes a huge issue when you talk about just, you know, competitive advantage. You know, you can't right. practice for a week. How do you think the team's going to play?
3: Yeah, and I don't want to give excuses for the Patriots. But last week's game, they were just so untuned at all. Like yeah, they just yeah. look like they just because they haven't had a chance to practice.
1: Yeah, they look like they practice,
3: exactly. It's like, Reem, being a football player, isn't Friday usually your day that you're actually, like, putting all game plans together and actually running through game plans and things like that? Friday is more... Yeah. You play no football. not play
1: I mean, You already know.
3: You already know. <laughs> nah, I mean, it depends.
1: But I think in the NFL, I think Thursday is probably... Thursday is their biggest uh, kind of practice day, but I think Friday is more like a walkthrough where they really go through the game plan and everything. Exactly. I so, like if you... If you can't get that, then that, that becomes a huge problem.
3: Is that because that the whole Patriots ordeal happened on a Friday. Like they shut down practice on Friday yeah. for the game against Denver this weekend, and somehow still played the game on Sunday. Yeah, so it's, yeah, which
1: I don't, I don't get how somebody can contract COVID and then they just move it back one day and then play. <laughs> like that doesn't make sense to me. But it's the NFL, everybody care. else tests negative. Yeah, everybody else tests negative. That's the thing too. Is players have been tweeting like the NFL doesn't care about us. Like uh, I think it was Logan Ryan maybe, who yeah. stands out as somebody that said the NFL doesn't care. His players are just are getting it, and teams aren't really doing anything, or the NFL is not really doing anything.
3: They're like, oh well, okay, next game. Yeah.
2: Or you just add, like our president and just pretend that we're just outpacing every other country.
3: And it's yeah. not there. Yeah. So yeah, well, just, just we'll compare to to, compared compared to swine flu, compared
2: to the H one N
3: one, yeah, <laughs> right. You know? Compared to swine flu, it's like the <laughs> <Yeah>. same thing. <laughs>
1: Man, yeah, it was tough. That was tough. <laughs> did you did guys you watch the
2: presidential debate, the most recent one?
1: I did. I I did. I will say, I think Trump did a much better job of like making it like a debate, partly because his microphone was shut off half the time. But I think he showed more self control than I ever have seen him show in just not constantly trying to cut somebody off, not spewing as much just like clearly
3: false you know, <laughs> narrative. False information.
1: Yeah. He changed the subject a lot, but he, he tried to I think not blatantly lie as much. It was a little better than what I expected from him.
3: It's crazy. I actually didn't watch this debate because I was like I was at the point now I was like at this point nothing's going to change in the debate. Like, I already know who I'm voting for regardless. Like, nothing's going to change in this debate that will make me change my opinion at this point. And I really didn't see a point to having that third debate. Like, I personally thought the the um, Kamala Harris-Mike um, Pence debate was a lot better. One, because Kamala Harris was, like, sunning him the whole time. So that was enjoyable to see. But, like, I felt like both of them seemed like they had more – it seemed like it was more idea-based on theirs. Like, they actually were debating on issues that were facing us today. The whole... The Joe Biden-Trump first debate was more so them trying to show why the other person's incompetent to become a president. It didn't seem like they were giving... They didn't give us a solution at all. Like, I... I, um, I, at first, didn't like Joe Biden, but, you know, after, like, you know, kind of listened to him and stuff like that, I was like, okay, I'll give him a chance. One, because I'm not voting for Trump, and there's no way he should be president again, but... But I just felt like Biden tried to talk issues and Trump knew that, you know, going into debate that Biden has a stuttering issue. So they said the easiest way to affect somebody with a stuttering issue is to confront them because it causes it to come out and it tends it makes them forget their trend of thought. So I found that out a few days after the debate. I didn't even know about this before I told um, my dad was watching CNN a few days after and they were talking about it. But I felt like Biden was trying to keep it on the de- um, you know, matters on the country, but Trump was kind of dragging him into it. So that was the reason why I didn't want to watch last night's. But I mean, um, was that, was that Thursday? My A couple fault. nights ago. Whenever yeah.
1: Blessed,
2: yeah. yeah. Nah, um, nah, I agree with y'all. I think like Trump just, that's what he does. Like, that's just like his method uh, when it comes to anything in terms of interviews. Like he's always looking to hijack or disarm like his opposition um and i think it was very evident with um joe biden too um
0: yo you know who does that rashawn yeah yeah Yeah. of course of course
2: yeah um
0: if you know you know
2: if you know yeah (laughs) that's all i gotta say on that um
0: but it's yeah, a bunch of straw man arguments. You you don't you don't talk about what's actually being talked about. No, talk exactly. You start attacking a person's character, a person's knowledge. It's literally invalid logic. Like if you go to yeah. take a class like Logic One Hundred and One, that's how you lose an argument. That's how you yeah. lose a debate. That you get points that's, back that's in a that's debate. debating for arguing like that. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. Um, and the thing that stuck out to me was when they had the conversation or the topic was brought up around the talk. And then Joe Biden obviously went into like this rehearse thing of talking about, you know, I can't understand like the black struggle and stuff. And he was going through that piece. And then Donald Trump jumped in and said, but you were the one back in the 90s and the late 80s who uh, was talking about this whole super predator thing. So here comes the other lie where it's like, well, Trump, you were the one who put out the ad for the Central Park Five. Like you wanted their heads
3: exactly <laughs> like what are you like, talking about bro that's on
2: <laughs> exactly. but but for someone who doesn't understand that history or someone who was on like the fence of like yo do i i don't really like joe i mean i don't really like trump but like can i do i have the privilege to tolerate him for another four years if you don't know that information all of that could be misconstrued into what he was just putting out there you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying and that's the that's Trump is smart in that sense, like, yo, I'm not going to hit you with the data or any of that. I'm going to create this narrative um, and I'm going to continue to push that the entire debate. And that's the frustrating piece. That's where I got frustrated. And I was like, you know what? I got to I'm getting frustrated right now. I was like, yo, I got to shut this shit off.
0: And <laughs> see, that's why I didn't watch it. Like, I didn't even bother watching it again. Yeah. Like, Luke, I felt like, Luke, I know who I'm voting for. Yeah. Right. I don't need to watch this. Fucking disaster on TV. Exactly. Make myself upset, like watching Twelve Years a Slave. But one thing I did, one thing I did notice about
3: the debates, though, I'm gonna call it right now, 2024. If she runs, I think Kamala Harris can be the ne- the first female president.
0: See what my boy Andrew Yang does. Yeah, yeah
3: like I'm just saying. It. I'm yeah, just I saying like in general. I feel yeah, like, I like. I feel him. like. She could be the first female, like she'd be the first president. I feel confident, like you know, first female. I'd be confident in becoming the president.
0: Well, I want to see Hillary won the won the vote. She yeah. won the popular vote, It's the electoral yeah. electoral, <laughs> the, electoral, the electoral college, college. We need yeah. to be worried
2: about. Yeah, they were like, nah, bro. We
1: <laughs> ain't ready for that.
0: But um, but this this brings to- up the other topic I wanted to talk about though, Uh, because okay. this came up in our circle, Rashawn, at work. Um and we are talking about voting and I was just wondering if you guys voted, didn't vote or intending to vote and uh, what your thoughts are about hearing the sentiment from the black community that I'm not voting because my vote doesn't count or they don't do anything for us. So I'm not voting. I just wanted to pick y'all brains about that.
1: I've definitely heard that a lot. I think the issue is that people like try and generalize voting too much that you know my vote towards the presidency doesn't count and that i mean that again is not true but it doesn't have as big of an impact when i think about voting i think more about like your state representatives and that's where voting is is huge and even your local representatives so you know voting for you know this na- like voting in this neighborhood or this area this city to get the representatives that are going to help your community you know that's where voting is important and that's where I think the black community, but also the minority communities need to understand the importance of voting and the importance of their voice. Um, And I don't know if that's a larger kind of issue itself, but I think the idea that voting is just looked at as voting for the president, it does hurt the minorities and it does hurt people that aren't as educated on, you know, how voting works and what the process is. Um, And so I think that's where the my vote doesn't count really kind of bothers me is that if you say that you don't really understand the power you have um, you know in your own town in your own city you know your vote is very important you know in Dorchester or in Malden or in Chelsea you know where you can you have a lot more power to pick your representative to pick somebody that's going to put money into the Boys and Girls Club it's going to put money into these programs that need it yeah I think that's where that's where more conversations need to be had is you know local voting as opposed to the presidential voting but I, I definitely get people's frustration with feeling like their vote doesn't count when it comes to the president presidential vote. vote
3: no i'm definitely gonna vote i've i've voted since the first time i could vote 2000 was that be 2016 was the first election i could ever was it 12 no first 2012 election? 2012 my fault okay yeah i made sure damn i feel old now thinking about it but Me too. <laughs> You, you but i made sure i made sure ever since you know because you think about, you know, our ancestors, how they didn't get to vote, you know, up until, well, yeah, they actually, what, like the 60s we're t- looking at, that you legitimately got to vote, because like before that, unless you could read and write, they gave the right to vote to everybody, but you had to be able to read and write, so it was construed, because, you know, a lot of our ancestors couldn't read and write and things like that, so they couldn't vote, so up until the 60s, you know, that was the first time we've really gotten to actually vote in the election, so I mean, we shouldn't take that right for granted because, you know, I mean, I, I guarantee our, you know, great grandparents would have loved to have the right to vote like we could, how we can openly go to election and, you know, make a change in the country, you know, pick who our leaders are, are, who, who's in office for us, who represents us. So I definitely don't take that for granted. So I think I might, I might even be going to do early voting today. Um, the mall or whatever, but
2: yeah, I did the, um, early mail-in voting. Um, uh, so I got that out the way. Um, yeah, just echoing everything that y'all said um, the impact that we can make within our communities um, even like the different questions and stuff that are on the ballot um, that all means something um, and just this voting voting right now and that's my thing too with people who say oh I don't vote but then you still complain about the shit that we go through it's like nigga yep. you, you, you like a, a walking contradiction
3: you part of the problem
0: <laughs> you know what I mean so um, yeah yeah, no, I I voted um, early. I mailed my my thing in, and um, just agreeing with, with basically what everybody said. And, and going further um, with move, it's not just like we got the right to vote in the '60s, which is not that well, long si- ago. Sixty. It's fifty. It's like fifty, 50 years, years ago. Yeah, essentially like, speaking. Not that long ago at all. My dad was born in '66. Like, it's it's not just that we gained the right to vote. It's that they're actively trying to stop us from voting. Still, after yeah. we've gained the right to vote. Uh-huh. They're still doing their tricks and their uh, voter oppression and, and looking for ways to make sure that uh, the people who don't have a voice, the minorities, the underprivileged, don't have a say in the way of politics. <clears throat> so to me, if it didn't, again, going back to logic, we can talk about logic class, if, if this, then that, if this, if the way that the government or whoever, those who are in power be are moving to stop people from voting, then I have to infer or I then come to the conclusion that there's a reason why they're doing that. Right. So then it must be important if they're trying to stop people from doing it or else if it didn't mean nothing I feel like they would encourage people to do it because then I'd be like a uh, lip service, you know. Go ahead, pat yourself on the back. Get out of boy, you voted, good job. You know, but instead of destroying mailboxes, um, taking people creating for like Creations three to four hours. Yeah. Yeah, doing all all these things to stop people um, from voting. Even they say Trump let people uh What do you say? He let the inmates vote, but they have to pay an inmate tax to vote. So it's like, who has that? So it doesn't really mean nothing. So, again, it's like if they're doing – if they're making – focusing all this power, attention, and money on stopping people from doing it, then it it has to somehow mean something. And then and lastly, if you don't think that voting means nothing – and, again, like Rashawn said, and you're sitting here complaining about the way things are – if there's a 1% chance that my that voting could change the way that life is right now for the better, I have to take that 1% chance. That impact of me waiting potentially two hours in line, even though I voted early, but just say worst case scenario, I'm waiting three hours in line. That's worth it. If there's a 1% change in, in the direction of what I want, where I see what this country should be. And I mean, even even the fact that you got to wait three hours in a
2: line, like in some places is crazy where
0: three hours um, is short in some places and
2: and short in some places. But like if you go to certain places in the south, like you got to travel miles upon miles just to go voting. Like if that isn't like a recreation of history, like voting suppression, like that shit's real, bro. Like they're like like to these point, there are certain things that they are doing so that they're, they're trying to block our vote. You know what and I think
1: that's the that's the thing, too, Shiz, is like I, I try to look at the opposite argument and try and understand, like, all right, so I see it this way. Like, how would somebody use the opposite argument and say this isn't an issue? Like if you see a mailing, uh, a mailing ballot that's lit on fire, I think that's voter suppression. What would the other side think? Like, how can you look at it any other way? Like, oh, with some kids just trying to light a mailbox on fire. Um, oh it was an accidental whatever like there's not that like I can't think of that many other ideas besides that somebody trying to impact somebody's ability to you know um, to vote to to have impact in in the the election you know when you think about how far these uh, voting locations are that's people trying to impact people's ability to vote and put in their their views and their beliefs Like, like it's tough for me to view that other side but I've tried to to understand why people would think that's not an issue. And it's it's tough for me to see that.
2: And then it's crazy when you have like a president like Trump who's constantly saying, you know, mail in is bad. It's a, you know, it's it's a way for the left to, you know, continue to, you know, to cheat, you know, the whole voting thing. But it's just like if you really pay attention to it, like Trump mails in his vote too. Like, exactly. Like the, president, the You, president, you gotta the president has to. <laughs> <laughs> like you have to mail yours in, but like he's not that it's it's the messaging piece, like you know what I mean, and just and it's a, also it's to
0: to to go back to that to what Kareem was just saying. <clears throat> there's a narrative that's being pushed that voting doesn't matter. And it's such a clear narrative that's being pushed, and people are just grasping onto that as a, a pro black thing. You know, I think that's a. It was co-opted and it was um, pushed. Let me try to explain it better. Like, like it's just a stereotype that black people don't vote. You know what I mean? Exactly. And like, and it's, it keeps getting pushed. And and then I hear people say, "Well, oh, uh, what what does it really matter? What does my vote really matter?" It's like you know, now you're following into the narrative. That's the stereotype that they want you to fall into. You know. So that's that's where I get frustrated as well. Is like I see these people who are free thinkers who are critical, free thinkers, and then. When it comes to this, they just get so stubborn and they're like nah, i can't can't do that the the white man's the devil or whatever, so I'm not gonna vote and I'm being extreme right now, but that's that's pretty much the stance people take, and it's just like if you follow into if the white man's a the devil, then you fall into his trap exactly. right now. so yeah it's it's, it's a it's a interesting topic,
2: I and mean he's not to oh go ahead. just sorry no, and I was just gonna say, um." Yo, is Joe Biden perfect? No. no. Like, but he, is he taking the brunt of the whole super predator thing? Yeah. I mean, but he's someone who admit that, yo, I was wrong in the nineties, in the early eighties. And to be completely honest with you, um, black there were certain black people that agreed with that analogy of, you know, these young kids coming these young black kids coming up that were going to turn into super predators. Like there were black people who were on that train as well. Exactly. You know, so
0: if you saw a old like, Dirty Bastard in a music video and you was a middle-aged white person, what would you think? Exactly.
3: <laughs> or if you listened to a Two Life Crew in the 90s. Right. So, my bad,
1: Rain. <laughs> no, I was going to say, um, I guess two points on yours. I would like him just to come out and either say, like, we did that and looking back, I don't agree with that. Like, I would I'd rather him just admit that that was wrong to do at the time. Or that his current information says that that's wrong, that that was wrong back then, you know, like just admit you made a mistake or it wasn't the best legislation that you could have pushed, you know, Um, instead of just trying to either downplay it or ignore it or act like, you know, there was something. I mean, maybe there was good that came from it, but I would rather him just like be upfront and honest about it than try to, to put it away and hide it like it didn't happen. But two, not to bring not to bring things back to sports, but I also think that's why the NBA continues to be respected so well because they've had so many initiatives, and the NFL has done a little bit more now too. But they have so many initiatives to get players registered, to get communities registered. A lot of the NBA stadiums are using their stadiums as uh, all twenty nine, all twenty nine, yeah. So they're using their their stadiums as voting uh, locations now. So I think that again goes back to just looking at you know trying to. Advocate more for people that might not have that ability to do so, making it more accessible, making it more possible that people can vote, given the the people that watch the NBA. Yeah, positive things to see. Sure,
0: sure. Yeah, and in, if, lastly, lastly, um, uh, Rashawn said something that made me think. Like, how people are like, "Well, Biden sucks too." It's like, well, one dude has outwardly endorsed white supremacists, in like. <laughs> And it's never been a, for me, it's never been a more violent time or a scary time to be a black man in America, in my life. Yo, not, not, not in America, yo, but in my life. On that. Keep it, keep
3: Speech it, keep it, a, that, bro. keep it a buck. A lot of it stems, a lot of the, the movement right now stems because of the president allowing people to feel openly outward about their hate towards people. Exactly. When he started becoming, I'm, when he started be, um, running for president, before it even started, you could see the stem starting to build right then and there. That yeah. people are like, okay, if the president can feel like that, why can't I feel like that? Why can't I demonstrate? You know yeah. what I'm saying? I was talking to uh, one of my friends of the other day and I was like, Blue Lives Matter didn't become a thing until two years ago. Before that, I've never, like, I've never heard people not saying like, don't support the police and stuff like that, but I've never heard people like openly defending the police officers. Until about two years ago, you know what I'm saying. Like it's. I heard it in Ferguson,
0: but that was 2016. That was he was in office then, right? He was in office yes, in he was in
3: office then. But you know what I'm saying. Like in general, the Blue <laughs> Lives Matter flags, I really, I rarely yeah. saw them until yeah. up until the last couple of years, and people know exactly what they're doing when they put those flags up. I'm not, I'm not against the police when you know. Like, I'm not going out there like attacking police officers when I see them in the street. I'm just against what they stand for sometimes. A lot of officers, a lot of there's a lot of corruption and they can hide behind the fact that they have a badge. Like, killing somebody is okay when you have a badge number.
0: Essentially, that's what that's what the re- that's, the that's what uh, that's what the message is by the lack of repercussion.
3: Exactly. And the fact that people have these flags out there supporting knowing what these officers have done and they're standing behind them. Like I'm ca- talking about, like the the police forces are like, okay, well, you know that happens. We'll do our own investigation. We'll try to find out what happened.
2: Yeah, you got the backing of you know the attorney generals and district attorneys.
3: We'll put you on <laughs> paid leave until it blows over, and then you'll come back and nothing happens.
0: Yeah, yeah, man, and it just bluntly, it's a choice to be a cop. I, I don't care. It's a choice. You made that choice. Facts. You wake up black every single fucking day of your life. can't change your skin that's who we are so you can choose not to be a cop you don't have to identify as a cop
3: yeah
0: even when you are a cop you can be undercover you don't have to identify as a cop like you can escape that identity so it's just not again going back to logic it's a false equivalency yep
3: and let this not be a a thing where i'm coming out here saying i hate police officers some of my dad my family's best friends are some police officers so, this isn't to every police officer.
0: Some well, my best narrative- friends are black. Exactly. I completely. Agree. That's, that's what, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it, it sounds like, right? That's what it sounds like.
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm not, but I I got
2: a whole bunch of brothers, <laughs> a lot of black friends.
3: Nah, but I'm saying it needs, to, it needs to, the narrative needs to change. There needs to be accountability held for what these officers have done what's happened to George Floyd, what's happened to all these, Breonna Taylor, what's happened to all these people? And yeah. they've walked away scot-free. Nothing has yeah. happened to these people. At oh, the yeah. end of the day, they go home and they're with their family at night. These other families, they've lost a child. They've lost a parent. You know? Right. Yeah. They've lost I mean, a that's, brother, that's, a that's, sister, that's essentially, a I mean,
2: that's, the, that's, that's what the Black Lives Matter movement is. It's like, yo, people need to be accountable for just blatantly a- attacking Black lives. Like, in order for all lives to matter, y'all gotta highlight the Black lives. Exactly. That's, that's the messaging. But like exactly. that, that like just, just get, matter. Like matter. <laughs> like we just like have that's to it. like matter. Matter. That's, that's like the but
0: lowest like, level.
2: But now, but now, when you have a president <laughs> classifying black, the Black Lives Matter movement as a hate group,
0: exactly, a terrorist group,
2: a terrorist group at that, and it's just like now, 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 Black people are being, you know, yo, we, sidebar, 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 sidebar,
0: sidebar, sidebar. Have y'all watched Lovecraft Country?
2: Oh, I started
0: that, bro. Just finished
2: finished up episode two.
0: Woo! Because this, I feel like the way that they depict racism, yes, sir, is so jarring and like, damn, it holds a mirror up to society. Like the way that they be depicting that, it makes like, even though it's like it, it makes me feel cringy. Like it makes me feel like, ugh, like damn, like people really went through that. Like I don't know, it's a good ass show.
2: I just, just one scene, but like that when the, the cop pulled them over and he said, Yo, you know, this is a sundown county, and yeah. they were like racing to get like out of the county before the uh sun went down. Went down yeah. That shit, that shit was crazy. And then the <laughs> shit that came <laughs> after that, but like honestly looking at it from like a commercial, like looking at the commercial and stuff, I'm like, yo, I'm not really into like the sci-fi supernatural stuff. Yeah. But like when you really get into it, it's it's so bigger much than more. that yeah it's so much more so i definitely encourage like Mook green y'all have to start that
0: today bro like and, and week, the reason to, uh for sure. the movie. reason why the reason why that is sci-fi like that is because they're actively trying to put black people in in those roles that white people were in in the early hollywood movies that were like sci-fi and in like alien or like adventure movies like they're only white people like Indiana Jones or whatever <laughs> like stuff like that like there's only white dudes in those roles so they're like we're going to take those same stories and tropes but we're going to put black people as the heroes <laughs> so that's also why it's dope that's why Jordan pills the goat bro he is yes. he's on his way yeah he's oh, on my his God, way God, bro yeah he's on his way yeah, cuz i didn't
2: really like him on mad tv but was he on mad? he was on mad tv right
0: Keegan was. Keegan Pill was. Keegan Pill. Michael Keegan Michael Key was on Mad TV. I don't remember if Jordan Jordan Pill was. He might have been okay. right. I think yeah, he might.
2: have. I think he was. But and then that's when they got the. They, then they started their own show, right?
0: The Keegan yeah. Peele. But anyways, yo. And both of those leading actors. Well, everybody is a, a phenomenal actor, but Jonathan Majors who plays Atticus. Atticus. That's the that next dude Denzel deserves bro. all the show. He deserves all the awards. He's the next Denzel. All the awards. Calling it right now. Yeah, man, he's up. He's up next. I could have did that. You know what I'm saying? If I
2: pursue that, that was
0: that. Yeah, no, no, that's big praise. And and it's a crazy show. It's a weird, it's an out there show, but it's dope. And I just like the social commentary it has. And I thought it, it kind of lines up with what we're talking about right now. So that's the only reason I want to plug it.
2: But uh, yeah, we can,
0: if we're done with that, that was a little heavy talk. It was a good talk, though.
1: That was yeah. a great talk. Because it needed talk. Took, had me want to raise a black
0: fist in the air with a leather glove, like a, uh, the Olympics. And uh, <laughs> Very necessary. Let's see where we at. Okay. Uh, do you want to do top five or headlines?
1: headlines. You want to do top five at
0: the end. Okay. Headlines. Uh, of oh, some more somber news. Have y'all heard about the N SARS movement in Nigeria? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's been going on. Um, SARS stands for uh, a special, oh man, I had it written down somewhere, but the, the thing just clicked out. Uh, awesome. Does someone know what SARS stands for? Oh, anyways, <clears throat> so I'll, I'll tell you about the N-SARS movement and I'll find that part anyway. So what started as a grassroots movement, then police brutality in Africa's most populous country has become a global phenomenon embraced by the world's biggest celebrities. Hashtag NSARS. sars um, so so the acute last,
1: respiratory syndrome, huh?
0: So, so that's, that's acute the acute respiratory syndrome. That's the disease. SARS means something different in this case. It's an acronym. Night. Yeah. Oh, my okay, got, got you. It's, it's an acronym for the cops. It's like a special unit for the cops mm-hmm. that they created. Um, I thought it was that at first too. That's why I was confused when it was N SARS. I thought it was like oh, another epidemic is happening. Oh, yeah, like I thought right. it was health health related, but that's why I thought it was interesting to look into it because I didn't know what it was before today. I just seen it around. But in the two weeks since Nigerians have began flooding the streets to rally against the police, unit widely viewed as abusive, um, megastars have joined the fight like the likes of Beyonce, Rihanna, Cardi B, and Drake. Uh, the protest is now dominating social media um, on practically every continent. And um, even um, our presidential candidate, Democratic candidate uh, Joe Biden was talking about how the United States must stand with the Nigerians who are peacefully demonstrating for police reform, seeking to end corruption in the democracy. Um,
1: special anti-robbery squad, that's what it is? There we go.
0: SARS stands for special anti-robbery squad. So they formed a task force that was supposed to go after certain people and criminals in Nigeria. And apparently they've just been attacking civilians and taking money from civilians. And then whenever someone comes into power, a political power to try to say, oh, we're going to change it, that doesn't happen at all.
2: So, and, it's like the car- so
0: they're like a cartel or something? like It's like a military police. Yeah. Geez. Like It's like if the SWAT team just went crazy out here. know, send the CIA, yo. Like yeah, special man, anti-robbery man. <laughs> squad. Um, it's existed for nearly three decades. But over time, the critics say that um, it's developed a reputation for abusing its power. Um, there have been 82 cases um, recorded by Amnesty International about how SARS has abused um, is re- um, has abused this this uh, Nigerian people over the past three years, uh, including beatings, hangings, mock executions, sexual assault, and waterboarding. Uh, um, then there was a video released on October fourth, which shined a fresh spotlight on the unit. Uh, where it shows officers dragging two men from a hotel and shooting one of them outside. Then the, the police came out. Uh, I mean the police, yeah, the police force announced on October 11th that it had dissolved SARS and fired the two officers and at least the two officers in the response of the of that shooting of the two men. And then there was a celebration, but it didn't last long because demonstrators did not believe that the police force was serious. The Nigerian president urged citizens to be patient. Uh, he asked protesters to clear the streets. He said their voices have been heard loud and clear that they're trying to respond. But this just sounded like more of the same that Nigerian people have been hearing over the past few years. A lot of people stayed out on the streets and continued to protest, um, you know, people dancing in large groups, waving Nigerian, fra- r- waving Nigerian flags, but authorities were deeming this as criminal elements in that there are looting happening and that they're unleashing terror on citizens, uh, which kind of sounds familiar. For us in America, when you look at that parallel, but then, um, again, there was another shooting recently, uh, as recently as Tuesday, um, in the Leckie gate plaza bullets were ringing out. I don't, two more died that evening. So 10 people died total, according to a tally by Amnesty International. And yeah. I think that was October 11th. So, um, what, what I'm reading from is the Washington post. You can read it at washingtonpost.com. It's that article. Um, it's titled Why Are People Talking About Nigeria and, and Hashtag #nstars but I just, I had no idea what it really was about, and then I looked into it, and I was like, yo, what the hell? So it's crazy what else is happening around the world, it puts things into perspective. Um, yeah, just wanted to share that. You guys have like, quick thoughts? Yeah, I
1: think I, I kind of just echo what you've been saying. It, it's scary to see what's going on around the world, and, and the fact that you know, I've seen headlines about it, but not nearly as much as I should. Given hearing what's going on, you know, and yeah. you just kind of reading that one article and understanding what's been happening. You know, again, it's happening in another continent, but I still feel like it, it's something that you would think you would see um, a little bit more
0: in the yeah. media. Along with that, there's another um, tragedy that's calling attention that that is calling for attention. Um, In Armenia, there's genocide that's still happening in Armenia between um, the two countries fighting over it, I believe, um, and just pillaging the people and not caring about it. I think Armenia's population is very small, I think, like two or three million. And then they're going up against a country that's backed by Turkey, which is like 84 million people. And, And there's been a war in Armenia before, previously. Um, I'm not as knowledgeable about it, but I just know that that is happening as well right now. So stuff happening around the world. And I imagine uh, it's
1: also partly because we're we're in our presidential election period, where all the news is about what's going on with our candidates. But um, you know, obviously, like you said, there's a lot of things going on around the world, um, not just here in the states, but you know, around the world that are impacting a lot of people.
0: Yeah, wild stuff. Next is. Was it the Tory Lands? Nah, Jay Z launches um, a new weed brand.
3: Yeah, I saw that too.
0: Um, so know. yeah, he he. I guess it looks like Jay Z's um thrown into the cannabis scene uh, with a debut of a new weed brand called Monogram. Uh, not much is known about the grant. Not much is known about the brand. Um, <laughs> the Graham. About the gram. About
2: the gram. These <laughs> like y'all. Yeah. Report back to y'all next week.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> Um, apparently, this isn't his first foray into the cannabis world. Um, he's been the chief brand strategist at Calvia or Caliva, I don't know, uh, one of California's largest cannabis companies since July of 2019. So you yeah, know. I thought that was
2: interesting. That is, You're all those people that are in jail right now serving time for weed crimes. Yeah, for real, <laughs>
3: especially in California.
2: Fuckers <laughs> are <laughs> making billions off of that shit. Bank right off
0: now.
3: of it now.
2: Shout out to Wiz Khalifa. Uh KK Industries, his his, his uh, weed trend. He's making a lot of money off of that.
3: Yes. Sean Kemp just opened up a weed shop, too, in Seattle, I think. Yeah, I did see that. Sean and
0: somebody
3: else Oh Sean Hampton.
0: Too. Yeah, Sean, Sean <laughs> Hampton. <laughs> um, my man, man. Is Al Harrington. Al Harrington also. Oh, yeah, he got on man. He was,
3: like, one of the first to do it, too. Yep. He
0: was like, he said, the, who, like, who said NBA players don't smoke weed? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> And then in uh, music news, we got a little teaser last night um, from the boy himself, Mans, El Draque. He uh, put out a little commercial for Certified Lover Boy, and that's going to come January 2021. And if there's just breaking down the commercial, it was a, a video of him taking on the form of all his uh, album covers. So this makes me feel like he's about to come with some Something. straight fire. If that's what, what does that make
1: thinking. you feel like he's about to come with fire?
0: Uh, because I feel like he's just like you see my work, like you know what I'm doing. Like I feel like it's more like he's looking at the at the big picture. Like now I'm gonna place myself where I need to be. Like before I think they're like concept or like smaller albums to him, but now I think this is like this is my step. When you put all your your work of arts in there. To me, it's like this one's gonna be better than all of those. You think he's gonna That's retire? He to no, but I think he's gonna say like this is my, I'm the goat now.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah. You don't think he's solidified as the GOAT? I mean he's
2: he got like a No. He, he got like a what was it, a t- ten year run? He's not he's not Jay. Yeah, Jay Z
3: so I don't think anybody'll the- touch Jay Z, in my personal opinion. He's
0: everyone. not Jay.
1: What I thought was weird by the um the commercial or advertisement was the order in which he used the albums. Right. If I remember correctly, I think it was Take Care. Nothing was the same Dark Lane. And then I think the last one was views because you saw like the six, six, six. And it was, you know, like a panning over the city. Um, So I think it was used, but I didn't notice like a Scorpion reference in there. Yeah, I also and I had noticed a More Life reference in there. Um,
0: More Life was a playlist if yeah so if that's how he passed fair, fair enough
1: but so when i saw all that i just kind of my initial thought was he's is he going to try and do something like he's going to take the best from each of those albums to create this new album like his favorite part about take care his favorite part about Nothing was the same and create music that incorporates all of these albums because all those albums are pretty different when you look at them and, and what they were at the time
2: so I guess might at the be- same time No, I'm just saying, my fault, Reem. I'm just saying he might be fooling us right now. Just give us like another care package, like just some other (laughs) throwaways, bro, and just put it on a, put it on a nice little mixtape or something. (laughs) Like songs that
3: didn't make these albums. (laughs) and it would go platinum, and it would go
2: exactly. Yo, if he does that, I'm like, yo, he's the goat for that, bro, because he had me fooled. That was a dope ass commercial. I'm watching it right now.
1: It's interesting if you want to if you want to dissect the, the imagery, you know, he's like a little kid looking up and you see these little kind of flakes falling down. You know, uh, I, I think a lot of people I'll have to look at some YouTube videos. because I'm sure there's people that have tried to dissect the ad already. Easter eggs. I'd like to hear. Yeah, I'd like to hear some opinions and thoughts. I use the color he of
0: purple like. at this point. So that means
1: <laughs>
0: when the second moon is at its peak.
1: He's got the little heart in his hair for for the new images now. So like, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'd be interested to see what people think about that that advertisement. What people's impressions are.
2: They'd be like, oh, he's dissing J. Cole. His birthday's in January, <laughs> and he's releasing his album. Oh shit!
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm waiting for some heat from Cole too. Bro. Yeah, bro. And Kendrick.
1: There's a lot of rappers that have slowed down. I uh, haven't been putting out as much. Well, they're old now.
0: So young and
2: man, like yes. but that's back to D's point though. Like Cole Cole doesn't have to put out another album. Like Kendrick doesn't have to Drake really doesn't have to put out anything else, but like that's just the part of like his his ego and like just that's Drake's identity. Like he needs to push shit out to like feel like he's still relevant and stuff, which he, he I think he'll always be relevant, but like I feel like that's just that's Drake Gold status.
0: Um sign dropped the album. I did drop an album, a great album. What was I listening to the other day? And I thought I was crying. I thought tears came from my I was address. crying.
2: I fit. Wait, hold on. Don't even say it. I think I know. I know a track. <laughs> Where is it at?
1: Yeah, that emotional, honey.
2: bro. Very. Nothing like your exes.
1: <laughs>
2: track fourteen. <one>.
0: That's where D was crying, bro. <laughs> that was just slow it down. That's the one that had me slow it down. But uh Ego Death is the remix is dope too. Or the the album cut of Ego Death is dope. Um You're a terrible music soul child, that would touch my soul too. Mm. I think but, track uh, six
2: with Kanye and um Anderson
0: uh, Pack was a good one too. Yeah. Um, and then we got Jeezy and Ti coming up in verses.
3: That's gonna be a good one. Mm, what I've been that's, waiting for. That's gonna be a good one.
0: Yeah,
1: this what, what's our predictions. We think
3: we uh, yeah, we I, I think that? ultimately wins it, but yeah. Jeezy's got some shit for him.
0: I don't definitely, ah, definitely, it's gonna be close. It's gonna be like 11 9 if they do 20 tracks.
3: Hmm.
0: You think you
3: think Jeezy pulls out his verse from now?
0: He could. They might have to they, they, they might play that back to back and forth, like that'd be dope. Yeah Show the Shoulder show the link. Oh shit. This this is one I'm definitely into. T. T I can go into his Justin Timberlake bag. Like he can go into his, his like pop star bag. Like <laughs> the old me daddy gone. <laughs> no, that I'm that talking about first. my love.
2: Oh yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. So he can go to like the trap, or he can go like you said, the to the more recent like kind of yeah. pop music. Like yeah. he can go depending on what Jeezy does. He can really formulate his his lineup.
3: Yeah, he's got a lot of. Especially Jeezy got a few shits
0: with um, Jay Z though. Yeah, and that's the thing. And like I've noticed in these go battles, crazy when people go to people have their go tos to win these rounds. They go to their J feature, Beyonce feature, or Drake feature. <laughs> those are the three. Those are the three things nice. they go to, kind of and good. sometimes they're Kanye feature. But
1: okay. no,
0: that be, be it'll be one. worth it'll be worth watching. It's definitely gonna be entertaining.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, like some of the past ones haven't been as entertaining, but this one will, I think this one will be fun to watch. I think it'll be as good as the Rick Ross. I think the best one was Rick Ross. Um, Rick Ross Two Chains. I thought that was the best one. When's it airing? Even though Jada Kiss and Fab was also Thursday. I think?
3: I think Thursday. I believe.
0: I think it's November. I think November. Oh, is it November or is it October? I don't remember.
3: It's going to be a good one. I'm actually excited about this one. Yeah. It's gonna yeah be it might be nice to have it. a watch party. They should have Jeezy and Gucci Man go against each other. That'd be fun. <laughs> but I don't think yeah, they can get those two in a room. To- yeah, 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 I will yeah. say I don't think you can get them in a room together. They <laughs> got a series. <laughs> I don't know if it kind of died down. Like, Gucci looks like he's kind of chilled out.
0: I don't know about Jeezy.
1: He's changed, man. No, for why? is it's changed. Gucci
0: who hasn't changed up. Who hasn't ch- chilled out. Really? He hasn't chilled yeah, out? Yeah, because T.I. I think T.I. was interviewing Jeezy on his podcast. I think T.I. and Jeezy were talking because T.I. had beef with Gucci, too. Yeah, I remember that. I don't, yeah. Speaking
1: wow. of that, real quick, did you guys see the Mike Tyson interview with Lil Boosie?
0: <laughs> nah. What? Lil Boosie. Oh, Lil Boosie. No, I heard about it, though. Why do you have an interview? <laughs> I'm
1: gonna I'm send it to y'all. It's interesting. Mike calls him out on like Boosie being homosexual or yeah. uh, like commenting on people who are homosexual. Yeah. And, uh it was just kind of funny because like the headline was like, only like the only person that could check Lil Boosie and Boosie wouldn't go back at him was Tyson. And just the conversation like Tyson's a you know, he's a thoughtful guy when you actually talk with him. Yeah. Does these interviews like so? I'll, I'll clip it. To, I'll send the clip to you. Do you see how was much? Need
0: he be smoking there in the interview? <laughs> he mean, has whole a whole ranch out pain. there. He has a whole ranch out there. Yeah,
1: bro.
0: He's isn't he fighting again? He's training to fight again, right? Yeah, bro. yeah.
3: John Jones, right? Yeah, no, not, not, yeah. not John Jones. Roy Jones. John you know, this Jones man is wild. Yeah, <laughs> was man like Hunter. fifty years old? bro. Yeah. I was like John Jones. Yeah, he would have got killed. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Tyson's really about to be back in the ring. That's
3: scary. That you is see so him training though. He still got the Roy Jones, should,
0: yeah. Roy Jones should bow out respectfully. <laughs> walk away. Walk away respectfully. Roy, old Tyson Roy Jones be.
2: needs the money. That's why he getting in the ring. So <laughs> right. let, me, let me go two rounds, and I'll just fall out in a second.
0: <laughs> you're not Man. going two rounds with Mike, bro. Bro, Mike Tyson is a different beast. <laughs> yeah, he is a different beast. There's like a sixty percent chance you're not walking out the ring the same day. You better. <laughs> the first jab, like, the
3: first uppercut, it's wraps. First uppercut can... that connects. It's like, yo,
2: do I buy it. this on pay-per-view just to, like, watch 16 seconds of this <laughs> like, shit? You can have you your like... hands
0: up and it's going through it. <laughs> Wait, isn't like, Robinson on the undercard? Oh,
1: he's fighting on um, what's the, the, the YouTube fighting? guy, right? The, uh, Paul, yeah, the, yeah, the brothers, the Jake Paul. Oh, yeah. my yeah. God. <laughs> what
2: the fuck is going on? They, they <laughs> guy, he's looking for ways to stay relevant, right? It wasn't like he's doing like his own little cribs joint, right? On the internet now.
1: Like yeah, people. Man, he's, been, uh, he's been following some athletes and doing their cribs stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um. <laughs> Damn, yeah, man. <laughs> Retired lifestyles, huh? Um, so next to headlines. I thought this was funny. Uh, man, invests in a or man invents an app that tells you if the ice cream machine works at your local McDonald's. Oh, you uh, was just telling me about I the, I other that. I love people. I love it's, people. It's called McBroken. Oh <laughs> 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 uh, man, it's hilarious. Apparently, he had to do something like he had to like order like eighteen thousand dollars worth of ice cream from like every single spot to figure it out. But like, he didn't actually. But he did something crazy that like. Is going to crash McDonald's, but he's like, fuck it. I'm going to make this app. But it's pretty funny. Um, also, I thought this was funny as well. I don't know if you guys have heard of Quibi. There's mm-hmm. commercials going on for Quibi. Is that like a streaming service? Yeah, Quibi was a streaming yeah. service to stay short for Quick Bites. It was a streaming service aimed to um, get you to watch it when you had like a brief amount of time, like when you're going to the bathroom or on the train or commuting real quick. So it's 10 minute pieces of content. It sounds dumb as it is because it didn't work. Um, And they got all these famous people to try to be in it. They got all this. Yeah, Kevin Hart. They got Liam Hemsworth. They got um, Sophie Turner from Game of Thrones. They got a lot of people. Um, Christoph Waltz, uh, who was um, in Django. They got a lot of people in this um, and a lot of production money behind it. But in six months, it failed. And part of the problems was, like, you could only work on a smartphone. You couldn't put it on your TV. Like, it wasn't formatted for your TV. Like, they released a late update, but it, by that time, it was too late. And then uh, they tried to blame it on the the pandemic, which it might be, because now the pandemic, everybody got more time. So nobody's trying to watch stuff on their phone. You can watch it on the TV. So, yeah, that was just an interesting.
1: There was a couple of shows on there that I did, like, that seemed Reno interesting. 911 but was I... back, yeah.
0: I wanted to watch the um, new *The New*
1: One, there was one I think it was *Free Sean or something like that, maybe. Oh yeah, um, yeah Which it had a really—I don't know—the uh, the trailer for me really interested was really interesting, but I never like actually downloaded it to watch it. It never—it yeah. didn't hook me that much, but it was like if I could get to it really easily, I'd watch it. But like, I never went through the effort to to actually find it and watch it.
2: And I think yeah. that uh, that TV series won like an Emmy or something too. Hmm. But um, I was trying to watch that too, and. and Thank you for letting me know, D. Because I'm like looking for like the channel on freaking Roku, and I can't find it. I'm like, yo, what's going <laughs> on? <laughs> yeah. So I wonder if what are what are the celebrities doing? Like the ones that invested in this like streaming <laughs> service? Money? Like what are they, what are they gonna do? Are they are they gonna sue?
0: That's why they shut it down to re- to return the money to the to the uh, venture capitalists. Got you. Who invested it? Just to return as much money as possible. Damn. Yeah.
2: I mean, I you. G- I mean, hundred. you can't. You can't blame that. Like, yo, you should have. You should have known. Yeah. Like, you should. You have to come out with some sort of format. This sounds for, like, like a bad.
0: Like, who made? <laughs> yeah. Who made this idea? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, watch stuff at ten minutes at a time. Like, I'll just watch YouTube. Like, that's what YouTube is for. Right. Like, <laughs> it's already invented. It's already a thing. Yeah. <laughs> And truthfully, Um, like that's the that's the the only reason why that's the only
2: reason I knew about Quibi because I was just like trying to watch that show and I'm like, oh shit! Like it's only exclusively on the streaming service, and I feel like that's how a lot of streaming platforms are getting people now. Like, yo, you can only watch this on.
0: Oh, but the thing is, that's another way that Quibi failed. They didn't own any of their content, so we're likely to see some of these things get picked up by other streaming services, depending on if they can fix the format tv mm. and if they can edit it so it'll be better on tv than 10 minutes a piece that's probably gonna be weird editing but hmm. so y'all think it's a dub for movie theaters now
3: <laughs> <laughs> in some respects probably no nah, yeah, i think, there I think, I think be
0: it's people. gonna be um i think they're gonna go the way that they're going and and really make it more of an exclusive experience than uh people going like ipix or the fancy showtime ones where it's like you're laid back and there's a waiter yeah then if you can do you can do a movie theater like that you section it off two people at a time you know but it's just not gonna be like big auditoriums with 350 people sitting
3: yeah
1: yeah i mean i think there'll always be people that want that movie theater experience especially for certain types of movies like it i don't think it will completely die out but they will often change their model how they do things to uh you know, accommodate people's needs now and what people are looking for now. Like, I think, um, I don't know what you guys think about it, but moving into Boston and and living in Fenway, um, uh, the movie theater, what was it, is it AMC? Yeah,
0: I I knew somebody who worked there. Was Uh, it (laughs) Regal? (laughs) <laughs> um, oh, the Regal, yeah. So I remember when I, I, I when I, I knew first, someone who worked there.
1: You knew, yeah, you knew someone who worked there. Yeah, yeah. So when I first got into Boston and was living out here, I went to that movie theater. I was like, oh, this is crazy. Like, this is awesome. Like, this is such a yeah. nice movie theater. It's got a bar. It's got food. Um, and I feel like that was like so kind of new to me to see something like that. And then I realized yeah. that that's like kind of common, actually. Like, that's a, what you see a lot when movie theaters like. Y'all didn't have that in Vermont? They
0: have to compete with streaming. <laughs> <No>. That's hilarious. <laughs> but y'all have. We got, sure. we got drive-ins Yo, in Vermont still, bro. Oh, my out. God. They sent <laughs> lawns in Vermont, <laughs>
2: You they said all they sent all lawns.
3: lawns. <laughs> <Yeah>. we, <laughs> they sent and tail stalls. We
0: got the pickup trucks and everything, Yo, at the shack, bro.
1: Yo, we just, we put the projector on a barn and then just, you know, just chill out. You got the
0: blanket. <laughs> yep, exactly. still <laughs> of hay, they back home. Oh, Yep, yep, <laughs> yo. Yeah. I now,
1: mean, nah, so that that was a little different coming to Boston, man. That was that was a little little change for me.
0: No, no, for sure though. That's that's the way they were going because they have to compete with streaming services. Yeah. So it's like now we have to make the movie theater actually like comfortable for people to be in, right? like more comfortable than your home because now people got sixty inch screen TVs too. So it's like, what's the right, point yeah. of going to
1: the movie <laughs> theater? <laughs> yeah because they had like didn't they have certain theaters that or screening rooms whatever that had like the really nice chairs and then yeah it was ones like a, didn't, yeah you yeah.
2: pay a shit ton of money for like that experience with like well, a okay. and stuff.
1: <laughs> i mean Allegedly, yeah, but that's what they're gonna have to do is just make everything those really nice you know fold back chairs reclining chairs with like you know waiter service coming in and out of the theater or something like it's gotta yeah, be really yeah. high end to make people yeah. want to be there and and spend their money as opposed to like you, you got to sell money.
0: the experience, not the movie. though. Yeah.
2: No. right.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah.
2: Nah, it's just crazy how like businesses and stuff are like revamping like their business models and stuff based off of COVID. So it's, it's kind of. But cool. it's like
0: it's speed. It, it, it is speeding things up though, because that's the way a lot of things are gonna go. Yeah. And we're talking about this working remotely stuff. Like we don't need to be. I don't need to see you. <laughs> <laughs> right. Straight like that. <laughs> right. <laughs> I remember i used to have to go to meetings and i asked my boss if i could take the meeting at my house because i didn't want to drive in traffic across the city and he's like no you have to be here i'm like for what i can't we have, <laughs> you, have you gave me technology that i can video call you on why does it matter yeah. where i'm at
2: yeah it's I like you
0: say like <laughs> i have to stay at my school like late to take this meeting it's like i can take this meeting while i'm driving like you don't need to see you don't literally need to see me for us to have this meeting
2: Right. It's like realizing you've been on a Zoom call for an hour, understanding that, like, yo, this could have all been in, like, an email. Yep.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Also, TV news, we have a legend coming back to the streets. A legend. That's right. Jamie Lynn Spears in a recent interview said that she's thinking how to reboot Zoe 101. She thinks a little, a three, a three episode stint, maybe a reunion, if not a reboot. She's trying to bring the content back to the people, the content we deserve. Content. The content we need. Wholesome content we deserve in these tumultuous times.
2: Yo, it's just crazy, though. Like, honestly, after those shows left, like, those, like, the Nickelodeons and, like, the Disney channels, like, those shows that we grew up on, like, I just feel like every show that came afterwards has been trash. Trash. Absolute Ah, trash. It's
0: just like maybe
2: maybe I've gotten older and I'm just like, man. Like Disney's not hitting the same. Like you know what I'm saying. Like it just it's just not the same. But it's just straight trash. I just felt like it got watered down and it's just like absolutely corny. Absolutely, I agree. Even on Disney Channel, uh, same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: They just like they look for something very specific. And then they just kind of, like, reuse the same idea or same style until, like, people just get sick of it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's just kind of, like, I don't know. It, it gets old really quick.
0: Yeah. It's funny seeing so those like TikTok the tracks. Track. They add all the laugh tracks and stuff. It's, like, really bad. Yeah. <laughs> really bad. Oh, man. Well, love... Finally. And with to that,
1: wrap up oh, and with up. that too, with the with the Zoe one on one, have you guys seen the talks about um you guys really see the show The Victorious? Kind of similar to that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the dude uh Leon Thomas, Andre, yeah. the black the black dude in it. Yeah I didn't realize that he writes for a lot of um
3: I found that out <laughs> right now.
1: I just yeah I had seen it on social media and uh people were just talking about like you know he was one that you know continued his music career by getting like time on that show and then getting opportunities later in life. And yeah, like people, I don't know how true this is, but people said that he's written for very A-list uh, musicians at this point.
0: Well, I mean, t- you have one of the biggest pop stars on, on set with you. Yeah, Ariana.
1: Yeah, right? Yeah. That's true. That is a great connect, right? Like she so needs to work with Ariana and then, you know, she puts her on, to, she puts him on to a few uh, musicians. They work together.
0: Yeah. I don't know if y'all seen this uh, YouTube video. It's hilarious. It's like a back. It's a, a, a behind the scenes thing of like that show, Victorious. And you know how the the main actress, uh, Victoria Justice, it was her show. Yeah. But Ariana Grande is there. Like, so she's coming. She's on the come up. And so it was like a video of them, of uh, them behind the scenes. And then they're like, Ariana, Ariana, can you sing for us? And Like Ariana sings dope as hell. And then Victoria just comes back. Like I can sing too. It's like, oh, oh, honey, damn! <laughs> that damn. must have been the moment she knew how the careers would change. Yeah. What's she been doing now. Now Ariana now like, she'd be
3: telling people that yeah, I used to be a, a lead star on the show that Ariana Grande was on. Exactly.
2: Yeah. That's oh, like God. on her resume, like worked with Ariana on a show that I was the lead role on.
3: <laughs> she, was, <Yeah. laughs> she was my sidekick on the show. Like <laughs> our paths kind of just entered didn't, you know, connect together after that.
0: It's crazy, yeah. Shout out to our Nickelodeon segment, though. Yeah. Um, And finally, and Rashawn will love this. uh, Yeah, your idol. Your idol did something. Um, Travis Scott has partnered with PlayStation as a creative strategist. Straight up! Or strategist. (laughs) I don't know how to pronounce that word. Strategist, strategist, strategist. Strategist. Yeah. But anyways, so he's Consultant. getting the bag, bro. He's getting the bag, bag. Yeah. So what is that what does
1: that mean? He's just gonna be in commercials. That's what that means. That's what I'm
0: thinking. And then they'll, yeah. they'll put him in a boardroom every month or two and let him talk for an hour and they'll say, Yes, that's a great idea, Travis. And then just not and do doing it. Doing it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Is that's Travis fun. gone? Is he out the building? What the <laughs> fuck was he talking about? All I heard was straight up and it's lit he for knows, an hour.
1: Stations
0: <laughs> off the roof. Like, guys, work.
1: We, we ain't going
0: to do that. Now. So I just thought that's dope. Um, again, now you see how black culture is main culture. Uh, hip-hop culture is main culture. Is pop culture. It's popular culture. Literally popular. I if Honestly, he's been get. he's been winning though, low
2: key. I mean, he's had a had great
0: twenty twenty.
2: McDonald's uh, yeah. stint had his own little menu or meal, and then he got yeah. this PlayStation thing. That's just it's crazy to see that. and he's back um, with Kylie. It's crazy.
0: Yeah. It's crazy to see that uh, how athletes are now getting athletes, how celebrities are now getting the endorsements that athletes are getting.
3: Yeah. But yeah. they have such they have bigger. To be honest, a lot of them have bigger fan bases than the athletes do at this point. Yeah, like yep. think about it, like Travis Scott. Besides, like you know, your A list NBA players. There's probably very few people that that are in the NBA. Like besides, like Durant, Curry, and probably Le, uh, Lebron, that have his kind of his kind of fanship. Yeah, like he's international.
1: It's. You know, it's definitely like there's a, a very specific way you go about picking a creative, what is it, strategist? <laughs> <laughs> there's like call you, there's a reason why Travis got picked, you know? Like, yeah. know you, you've seen his body of work, right? Like you saw Fortnite and how that blew up and how he was able to get on Fortnite. You saw the McDonald's and then this, like you see his fan base is so loyal and so huge like that. That's a smart move for PlayStation. Yo, very and sure. if you
2: look at like his, if you pay attention to like his followers, bro, I mean, it just jumps by the millions. Like he's yeah, not just yeah. doing like a couple hundred, like he's doing like millions of followers. Um, yeah. but yeah, I shout out that, to him, bro.
0: That is that is uh something to think about. That is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You'll yeah think you think he'll you think he'll do off the rip? We'll
2: go crazy, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yo, if he did off the rip, bro I'd be like, yo, you can just say Whatever the fuck you want for an hour, bro literally. Literally, just, You have listen. the
3: platform <laughs> This yo, is we, your
2: platform We'll sit here and just nod our heads, yo Like we understand, bro Yep, absolutely, Travis mm-hmm. That'd
1: be dope. Straight up <laughs>
0: that, get, uh, that
1: show, get your connects going
0: Yeah yeah. That concludes the headlines right that. Sliding his
2: DMs every day we're, <laughs> we got 30 I want
1: to. I want to get into this uh, top five. I know we got to wrap up in a few, but I want to get into this top five. Cause I'm kind of curious, and then maybe we continue this conversation next week. We're
0: going what in go order up. from five to one.
1: Uh, I Is think we you, should do. We? Uh, we prioritizing top five players going into the 2020 2020. How about we season.
3: just lay out? Yeah. How about we just lay out our top five, just so we don't confuse any, each any, other any, in any our order? order. In our order, one, two, three, four, and five.
1: Okay, one, two, three, four, five.
0: All right, so we all know who number one
3: is. Yeah, I think we
0: all agreed on one. So we don't can do-
3: influence. All right, he's yeah, yeah. crazy in this. <laughs> he's, in this, uh, no, he's in this not my number right one, bro. <laughs> nah, he's
2: he's my number one, bro. So we all right, LeBron. LeBron's number one. Okay, so we'll just put that one in right there. Okay. okay so who's yeah. who's your two through five? <laughs> who's going first? I'll go first. Uh, I don't have a specific order.
3: All right, so number two is obviously Kevin Durant going to next season. Number three, which Why don't is we just tough go around?
0: All right. All right. So, two. No, I agree with Kevin Durant. I agree with Kevin Durant. So, we both got the same two so far.
1: I got KD number two. Yeah. Same.
0: I was going to go Harden because, I mean, I
2: just, but yeah. <laughs> That's I, mean, I mean, it's I not But specific mean well, But I'm just saying. Yeah. It's not a specific place for me. But KD's in my top five. So,
3: yeah.
2: fuck it. So,
3: you're going Harden too? Yep. Okay. All right, three, my hard. three, I'm going to go with, as much as i just like to say it, I'm going to go on Kawhi three. I'm
0: going to go Luka three I got Giannis third
3: I don't think Giannis is that good. I got
1: I got James at three so and you four. said Mook, you got Mookie got Kawhi yep Shiz you said Luca and D you said uh Giannis Giannis took a hit for me after this uh this postseason I'm not even gonna lie
3: he took a hit to four to me so mm-hmm. he went to four for me Kawhi no, did mean, it I mean Kawhi <laughs> just wait just
1: wait till dude. wait
3: till yeah, I finish my top crazy, five crazy bro that's okay. crazy I mean I, I just think because Kawhi does have two championships, I can't knock him for that. He was awful in the playoffs. But he like going it, into next
0: season. Going into yeah, next season. Yeah.
3: I still yeah. have him as I still have him as, as the third best player in the world.
0: <laughs> that, Three choke, don't approve. that
1: fucking choke. <laughs> that chump.
3: <laughs> Yo, can we get Kawhi on the pod too?
1: <laughs> Bring him on. No, I'm just kidding. Right, he, won't say
3: nothing. he won't say anything. He'll just
2: sit
0: there, bro.
3: You're like, hey, hey, hey. hey.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I got number four. Oh, yeah. Who's four, boo? My number four is Giannis. Mm, I got Steph Curry. I'll go. I got D Book.
3: Oh, Whoa. It's a jump five. Bro, right.
2: I mean, I just, come on now. I mean, I'm going for the <laughs> leaders of the new school, bro. That's what I'm looking at. Great.
1: Um, so for my four, I. Hmm. I was thinking AD right here, but I think AD might fall out of my top five. Yeah. I think uh, – mm, I like Luca at four. I'm going to put Luca at four. I think he's really going to take off next year, take the next level. I'm going to put Luca at four.
0: Yeah.
3: My number five, and this was tough for me, it was between three players, okay? The person I'm going to pick is James Harden, but the people that are – like, 5A and B, it's like, I want to put Steph in that category, and I want to put Anthony Davis. And Luca also can be in that top five, but I'd understand not. I I wouldn't put him there just yet. I feel like, to be honest, I feel like Luka's going to win the MVP this year. That's my MVP. That's my MVP front runner right now. Like, I think Luca Doncic is going to win the MVP. He's going to have stupid numbers. They're going to have a very good season. He's going to win the MVP this year. They can't give it to Giannis again after – the tobacco he just had. <laughs> They're never going to give LeBron James another MVP. Like, I've come to terms with that. He's never going to win a regular season MVP. If it was any season he could have won it, it was going to be this season. He's not going to win it again, though. But I'm J- Luka Doncic is my guy. Like, I feel like he's going to put up, like, you know, stupid numbers. Like, I'm talking like 27, 8, and 8 next year. Like, on
0: some LeBron shit. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to put James my fifth. But Honorable oh. mention: Kawhi Leonard and Luka Doncic. More stuff. Effortless.
1: I got Steph at my five. My honorable mention. Oh, go ahead.
2: My fault. I said, where would you guys put Clay though? Because he's coming back too. <laughs> he's not think, top ten.
1: Is Clay top ten? Yeah, I don't even think he's top ten. You don't
3: think oh, he's top ten? He's fighting yeah. top fifteen.
0: He's top no, five bro. in his position. He's
3: definitely. Definitely. He's easily.
1: Top three at his position.
3: Yeah, I'd say top three. Oh, uh,
1: Jimmy's there. No, because... He's better... Th- he's... James, Jimmy, D-Book,
3: Clay, No, D-Book, D-Book, and, yeah. D-book Brad, is better than Brad, no, well, That's what I'm saying. Clay's so, better Jimmy's than Brad. Yeah. I have to say, because... Bro, put it it's like this. English. You said Jimmy,
2: you said Jimmy's better than Clay.
1: I'd take Jimmy over Clay. Uh,
3: pers- I don't know, bro. I don't know, Personally, I like Jimmy. I'm
1: biased. It's, just, it's hard to judge
0: Clay because he hasn't had his own team, but, like, we have, like... Yeah, we have seen him go off and stuff shrinks, but... With
2: as little as 15 dribbles, bro. Just set this man a screen.
1: <laughs> like, that's more about... That sounds I'm just more saying... About the team. The te- that's what I was going to say, is, yeah, like, how much true. of that is the team as opposed yeah. to, like, that's just the team setting him up beautifully, you know? Yeah. That's coaching, that's team, that's chemistry. You know, how many other teams could he do that for? Probably not many. But, yeah, I got Steph at my five. Honorable mentions go something like AD, Kawhi, Giannis... All could be fives, but like I said, Kawhi, I'm biased. Kawhi took a, a, a drop for me after this playoff. Yeah. I didn't think he should have been rated as high as he was after the Toronto Championship. He was easily top five, but the fact that he was like the best, the player, best player in the, player the world, mat, that kind of like, I didn't believe Yo,
0: that. nobody talk about how Golden State was decimated for that? For that? The G League Warriors. You. Yo, you. if there's anybody that should have an asterisk next to their championship, it's him. Right? Like, no KD, no, no Clay. Like, they basically just... told Steph to give up. Yeah. Like, like Steph, just go get your buckets. Oh, yeah,
1: so why?
3: Kawhi... And I mean, it
1: wasn't Kawhi like the very... old
3: Warriors either. It wasn't like the mm-hmm. Warriors that had got their previous years because they had just had no depth. Andre yeah. McDonald had forgot how to play ball until this year. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> why Kawhi, Kawhi took a huge jump because people wanted to put somebody else
3: Over LeBron ahead of Because LeBron. Yeah. they made it seem like If Kawhi could do it, why couldn't have LeBron? Mm-hmm. But they didn't look at the circumstances They weren't looking at the fact that Toronto was a very good team And people don't want to give right. them credit For how good Toronto actually is yeah. and It's a very good team
1: I saw some stuff like uh, Whose postseason run was better Kawhi's or LeBron's in twenty. 20- 18. I it was 2018 or 2016. I think 2018 and 2016 are both better runs than Kawhi. Even though 2018 LeBron didn't even win, but I think his postseason run overall. Was
0: that still... 2018 when LeBron was averaging like 35,
1: 36, yeah, like that. I know they get swept, but still, I don't know.
3: He had 50 and lost. Like I'm not hearing anything about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, bro, he might as well have me in the finals. Like, bro, like, we weren't going to win. That was
0: a J.R. Smith game? Yeah. 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 said he averaged
2: 33 points and posted seven 40-point games and hit two buzzer-beating game-winning shots.
1: Yeah.
2: But then got swept. But, yeah.
1: Yeah, so Kawhi. I don't know. Uh, It'd be interesting to see what Kawhi does this year. He could definitely bounce back, but he he takes a hit. Just like Giannis takes a hit for me, too, this year.
0: So I'm giving Giannis the benefit of the doubt because he's young. Nah, Giannis said, "Fuck the bubble, bro." Exactly, <laughs> but exactly, like <laughs> so LeBron about had those leave. moments too. LeBron had those Disney. moments too. So I'm out of here. I think Giannis has the capability to, to see that and come back better, hopefully, because LeBron did. He's like, oh Don't shit, think- I gotta, I gotta add it to my post game. LeBron added to his post game. Like, yeah, I but I, I feel like Giannis is.
3: Team. I, I feel like Giannis's team. game is so much different than LeBron. Like LeBron makes everybody on the floor better. I don't know how much Giannis does that for that team.
0: I mean, it's you just – I'm just to hoping he learns. He's got to yeah. learn.
1: It's rare to see a player, like, improve their game that much as far as, like, playmaking and, and the mental aspect goes. Like, I, I kind of feel like that's something that you have or you don't. Like, this, obviously, you yeah. make improvements, but, yeah, you know, like, is Giannis going to become a, a playmaker that makes his, play, his players that much better? Like, I don't know.
0: It's going to be – a, co- a coach is going to have to bring it out of him. Right. A coach or, or he has to go to the right place where the, the uh, a player, an older player or a veteran player can bring it out of him. That's the only way. Because if he's he's going to keep getting his way, if he keeps doing what he does, the same thing, he's just going be to become complacent. I feel I mean, like his, a
3: lot
1: of. Oh, go ahead, man. I was going to say his regular seasons are always going to be great because of who he is and coaches know what to put around the regular season wise. But again, once you get to the playoffs, he can really scheme. Obviously, that's been really difficult for him. So we'll see if he makes that jump.
3: I feel like the biggest thing is I don't know if Giannis elevates. Like I don't know if he elevates a team that much. Like he might make them significant. Like he might obviously he's a good pa- good enough passer that he gets the job done. But I don't know if he makes guys like play at another level. You know what I'm saying? Like like, like Jokic. Yeah. Like it doesn't look like even like when Giannis isn't playing well, the team isn't playing well. It's yeah. not like one of the things where Giannis can do things off the ball and stuff things like that that could make everybody else better. I like, think you gotta okay. play Giannis at the five.
0: That shouldn't be a bad idea. Actually. I think you gotta play him at the five and then you gotta figure it out from there. You can't have him like same thing with AD. Like A D scan the post man. Stop being stop being scared. You Although the AD three was ball. cooking on yeah, like shooting was.
1: threes and in the in the mid post like so yo, you need him to be able to do that. But but that's just
2: the style of the game now yo like nobody wants to post up anymore. Like they just want to face up and go to the, go to the hole,
3: and that's I the reason that's, why zone defenses work so well in the NBA because nobody yeah, knows how perfect. to get on the short pull. Yeah. Nobody knows how to get in the it's dunker perfect.
0: spot. Everybody's yeah. like, "Well, shit." Well, the Lakers did for a little bit when they were bussing Miami. The first when they had games, AD the and Dwight Howard yeah. down low. Then the Miami team, yeah. realized.
3: Miami realized during that season. <laughs> We can't play these guys like that. (laughs) These guys
1: actually know how to use it. They're running the same play
0: every time. It was high post dump, high post dump. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Did y'all see the thing? I'm gonna be thinking about y'all. See Gilbert Arenas talk about um, how coaches don't matter and coaches don't know anything in the NBA. I saw something about him
1: talking about uh, caches, and how like some players, some college players are NBA players, but not college players. So yeah. they won't perform great in college, but when they get to the pros, they you know they have it. Yeah I mean, what what's that, that you're talking about, dude? It
0: must have been the same interview. He was just talking about the same. yeah, I think he, he was just saying was like Was it
1: Don't. with um what's his name? The, the old coach of the Suns? Um
0: uh, not Earl Watson, no. Earl Watson, no, oh. that was that was an interesting interview, too.
3: Is it the one where he was with the college kid? He yeah, The college kid, yeah. yeah. I know you're
0: talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also at the same time, Dave Robinson said that. Gilbert said something similar to him, too. Like, shoot the ball. That's how yeah. you got here. Like, don't listen to your coach. That's like, do what you did to get here. That's how you're going to have a career. But he said, yeah, most of the NBA coaches don't know what they're doing.
2: That's kind of – rem, it reminds me of that uh, that little clip with, uh, like, Zoe and I think it was J.J. Redick, and the coach is writing down a play. And they oh, yeah, like, looked at, it at each like, other like, yo, what's <laughs> <something> He's like, <laughs> they <were> like what, <laughs> the what the hell? Is like? Like? <laughs> I feel funny. like when you get to that level, though, like – I feel like a great coach, like, you know, a Phil Jackson, those are guys who are just kind of like, you know, like a counselor or like a psychologist. Like you're just managing different personalities. Like that's all it is. is. Yeah. Like you're not, you're not an X and O guy. Like, yo, like Mike, I need you to get going. Like, yo, I need you to play your role. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like you're not writing up plays or anything because they get paid millions of dollars to do what they do. Like they got there for a reason.
1: Right. I think that's where Steve Kerr has benefited a lot because he, you know, he does know ball. He's a good coach, but he also has incredibly smart players on his team. So he doesn't have to uh, And he's played with
0: incredibly smart players and incredibly smart coaches. So he
1: knows that, like, especially his team can take care of plays like that. So he can let them just run out sets and let them flow because he he has trust in them where there's a lot of coaches and a lot of teams where if he if a coach doesn't drop a play, they're going to fuck it up. They're going to they're not going to be able to get a good possession.
2: Yeah. Steve Kerr is a good example, too, because like I know His there was like a predigree is crazy. It's crazy because I was watching like a segment where he was talking to Steph on the um, on the bench and he was like, yo, and he was looking at the data like, yo, you're shooting 45 percent from the corner. Like, that's the that's your green spot. Like, that's where you need to shoot. Like, we just need to feed it to you in that position. Like, all right. OK, cool. Like, let's go. Like, that's 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 all it is. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He, like, he doesn't seem like he does too much. Like, he, yeah, he does just barely enough to put them in good spots and then he lets the players take care of it which in the NBA you would think that's what it should be you know like a coach shouldn't need to over exert a game plan or, or his you know ideas to get the players to succeed the players should have an idea of what they need to do
2: and I think that's what Doc was trying to do in LA but you know there's too many different egos man everybody think they're a superstar the players the aren't smart enough leader. over there no.
0: <laughs> yeah that too that Kawhi, Kawhi can't take
1: though. over a game like that. Kawhi, yeah. he, Kawhi needs a playmaker to allow him to be the best that he can be.
0: And, yeah. and, and uh, Doc might need a KG. Yo, yeah, he needs somebody who's
3: like, nah, fuck this. This is how we're working. Speaking
0: he, had, of the... he had that with Chris Paul, but he Chris Paul just pissed everybody else
2: off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, speaking of the 08 Celtics move, what did, what did Paul Pierce say? He said something recently? I he know we said... got to go soon, but...
3: <laughs> he oh. said, legendary... Legendary Celtics guard Paul Pierce came out and said that LeBron James has never built a franchise ground up. So he had posted best, that, man. and I got—I originally got the post like somebody else had posted in a group I'm in, and I was like, "Sure, tell me how great the uh, the 2001 Cleveland Cavaliers were."
2: Yo, it's crazy. Somebody wrote something. It was just like, "Yo, I never seen." And I'm a—I love—I love my Celtics. I do, but like I never seen the 08. Like I never seen another championship team, like the OA Celtics team that won one championship milk that shit like they're just like the greatest <laughs> the basketball greatest. <laughs> team to like Correction. ever play. Like I never Correction. seen that shit. Before. There's
3: only there's only there's only two players that milk it. Like, yeah. Perkins doesn't yeah, you talk, you about, talk Her,
1: about it. You don't hear Ray talk about it. You don't hear Rondo talk about it. About it. Yeah.
3: You don't hear Tony, Tony. I don't think I've ever heard Tony Allen even think, mention the championship.
2: Yo, I think Ray's the smartest Glenn one Davis out of all of them. It. He's like, yo, this shit ain't going to last. KG got a busted yeah. up knee. I'm going to have to take my talents to South Beach, too. And yeah,
0: they were trying to pay him.
1: Yeah. Yeah, people try, like, they try and alienate Ray like he did something wrong in that situation. No, he's smart.
2: He got his shit. If you notice, that that team, the the roles that they had on that 08 team, everybody dispersed once they got that ring. Yo, we were here for what We knew what this was.
3: (laughs) And I'm out. I got my ship. I'm out. And the thing about it is that team, like, they, Danny Ainge at the time didn't realize how special that team was, and he just let everybody, all the role players that were on that team, he just let them walk. He let Tony Allen go.
2: Tony Allen. Like he just let guys walk. Tony Allen kind of yeah. remind me of like Marcus Smart, though. He was kind of like that spark that came off the bench that we Tony needed. Allen didn't Tony Allen, pull
3: up threes. Way
2: better than
0: Marcus Smart. A way better version. than Marcus Smart defensively, I'll,
1: probably. But I'll take
0: I Tony Allen. I'll, I'll take, Allen. Uh, I'll take Tony Allen over I'll Marcus. Smart. I'll take Tony Allen any over. day. Marcus's
3: offense, i take
0: over Marcus, Marcus Smart or cannot or guard or. Kevin Durant. Bro,
3: you didn't see if you were a real Celtics fan, you remember Tony Allen before, yeah, before the knee. Yeah,
0: yeah.
3: Tony Allen was balling before the knee injury, and then he tried to dunk after a play was over. And Eddie tore
0: House.
1: His oh yeah, Paul definitely said some wild. I can't understand how you can how he can say that. I guess he's looking at it from like he didn't stay with one team and just bring it to success. But he got to Cleveland, took them to a finals when they. I don't know what the history was before that. Got to Cleveland, took him to a finals, left. Well, I'll tell you that I won a
0: championship in 65 years. I'll tell you that much, Kareem.
1: Well, and that was in his second stint. So he like so he brought he brought Cleveland to the finals, and then they weren't putting pieces around him to get any farther or to really have yeah. a chance. Oh,
0: Antoine final. Jameson, bro. You forgot. Antoine
1: Jameson. Come like, <laughs> right. on oh, now. Went to Miami, brought them to four straight championships after one. Z- Big Z, come on! That's his best. <laughs> like that was
0: his best. was his best player, bro.
1: Yeah.
2: Very
0: was that pick and roll was unstoppable. Jeez. Where Anderson Verjao and would barely get off the ground, <laughs> stand on can, his tippy toes and dunk I, with I two.
1: Understand? <laughs> calls right. just like his lack of awareness, his lack of just knowledge. He's guy, trolling at this I think this.
0: he. Knows, I think he's trolling at this point.
1: Is he though? I hope I think so. I think he's he serious. knows he's
0: getting. I think he knows he's getting views. I hope so. That's the way I rationalize it in my head because I'm like, you can't be this dumb. You Does can't this, be this drop dumb. his
1: legacy? Does this? Yes.
0: Drop- yes. Paul's <laughs> legacy. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Because
1: he's salty. Because he's too salty. Yes. I don't
0: know,
1: man. Like I think this actually kind of hurts him. He's just. I'd I think he's
2: still butt hurt from that Draymond Green thing where he was like, "Yo, you don't deserve <laughs> a legacy tour. us fuck out of here, bro." <laughs>
1: Draymond's been calling him out. It's crazy.
2: Yo, keep it a buck. At this point, Draymond had to write the talk, bro. He got multiple championships. Like, yo, Paul, who are you?
3: He has a defensive player of the year, too. So, Paul doesn't man. have one of those. Yeah. Draymond?
1: Uh, yeah. Paul's something else. We could talk about Paul a whole episode because he's he just be saying some reckless things.
3: Yo, he's starting to become, like, 50 Cent. Like, you're understanding, like, why, <laughs> why this man guy... Got- <laughs> <laughs> like you're you're starting to understand it a little bit you brought up
0: 50 cent in the last five minutes of our (laughs) forgot to talk about them earlier but yeah it's been another episode of off the rip catch y'all on the flip side yeah yeah